But so, if this guy's sending sends nine tickets back to back to back, and he's just seeing kids, nah, kids, kids, and was, uncle, you know, Suraj, <laughs> who's 55, <laughs> and I've done a hit and run. I, I <laughs> Because I've seen that she's got help and I've gunned it back down the slope. <laughs>Welcome back to Critical Banter, the not-so-serious podcast by Aussie Corporates for Aussie Corporates. This week's episode, big, big episode. First segment is The Price is Right, some Sydney houses versus Melbourne, Brisbane, what have you. Second segment, Bracket Challenge. We'll be going through some of the most popular holiday destinations for you corporates out there. We'll be seeing which one is the best. But before that, drop the week, we have a full house. We've got me and Miguel. We have Ro. G'day, g'day. Kush. Yes, sir. And Handheld Sen. <laughs> Yes, listeners, please. If you have any money, please donate so we can buy a new stand, for God's sake. Or we could just, you know, try to fix it because we haven't done it for like a couple of months. Or we just send Migs back. Let's just send him back again. Oh, man, we've tried so many times to fix it and it hasn't worked. What makes you think giving it a three-month break is going to do anything Surely different? there's some guy on Reddit who knows how to fix a this stand, whatever it's called. What, there's always a microphone one stand we have in the corner that yeah. just randomly drops at certain angles. <laughs> it's been banished over there, I see now. <laughs> Uh, I've got a quick story. Last week, we guys talked about us going to the Oz Open, and we talked about one of the unethical life tips was buying a kid's ticket. And we said that John Bernard tried that. I saw that video, and he didn't get let in. I've got a story of myself also getting some kid's ticket. So during the summer break, my cousins came over from overseas. I'm like, oh, let's go show them a cricket game, you know? So we went to the Big Bash, and I'm like, I'm not fucking paying full price for the Big Bash, respectfully. Big Bash, for those who don't know, is like <laughs> the lowest form of cricket available. Like it's for literally three-year-olds and mentally disabled people. They put buckets on children's heads <laughs> and call it a Big Bash. Dude, that, that caused a lot of confusion as well with my uh, cousins. Yeah. They walked in and was like, why does everyone have a KFC bucket on their head? And I'm like, it's the culture. That's true. If you're not from Sydney- or Australia, or Australia guess, really. Yeah. And you just see people with KFC buckets. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't realize that they just gave out the buckets. Yeah. I thought it was like a BYO own bucket, finish the chicken <laughs> in the bucket, place that bucket on top of the bunks. Grease running yeah. down your head. <laughs> um, so I'm like, no, I'm not paying full price. So my dad told me to buy the ticket. So I'm like, all right. So I went onto the website, went to Ticket Tech. And I saw there was a family friend zone. Beautiful. They're, even their adult tickets were like 25, 30 bucks. And I'm like... There's nine of us going. That's still a hefty amount. Yeah. But luckily in the family friendly zone, kids tickets were $10. Oh. Beautiful. This is more my price range. So I bought nine of them. Let's go. <laughs> nine kids tickets. <laughs> kids tickets. Yeah, right. Mind you, there was no one under the age of 24. <laughs> so my dad's like, are you sure this is going to work? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, like what if it doesn't work? And then like our cousins think we're cheap. I'm like, nah, nah, trust me. I've done this so many times before. It's going to be fine. So we go there, we go to the SCG, we go through and- Beautiful. It's not like the Oz Open where someone physically scans your tickets. It's just a turnstile. So I stood there and the guy helped me. Literally, the guy helped me scan all nine tickets. And he would have seen <laughs> kid come up every single time, but man didn't say anything. I'm like, respect. So we went and we sat down. It was pretty good tickets, I must say. I heard that on the turnstiles, it makes a different sound if it's a kid's ticket. No, no, nah, that's there's no point. way. That's cap. It just shows on the other side of the <laughs> yeah, screen, just like shows. kid's ticket, yeah, that's it. And so this guy, if he'd showed, he would have pulled you up on it. No, no one, did. dude, there's like 10 of them like lined up those turnstiles. What, they're going to check each, like- No, but if got... this guy's scanning, sends nine tickets back to back to back, and he's just seeing kids, nah, kids, kids, he and was... uncle, you know, Suraj, <laughs> who's 55, is walking through Massage the turnstile. receding hairline, yeah. <laughs> belly out, walking in. <laughs> there's something off with that. <laughs> nah, yeah. because you know what, their priority is like, make sure it isn't clogged up. 
get mm. everyone. Yeah, what difference does it make to the guy at the turnstile if the kids are adult tickets? Yeah. I reckon he's getting more lambasted if the queue's not moving. Yeah, People are late yeah. to the game, potentially. And you know, you know for a fact, Uncle Rishab's going to go ham if, if you say that, you know, you got the wrong ticket. So anyway, we got in. Mission accomplished. And so we were sitting there enjoying a beautiful game of cricket. And it was like halftime. And then we decided to go get some beer. So then we came back and we were sitting there. And then maybe 10 minutes into the second innings, this woman comes down and she looks at our entire row and she's like, can I see your tickets, please? Oh, what? what? My heart skipped a bit. And I'm like, oh, this is danger signs here. And I'm like, oh, so I, look, I pulled out my phone and I showed her like, uh, but I was really re- reluctant to give it over. So I'm like, can you see like we're here? Gave it on the zero brightness. Yeah, yeah on the zero brightness. And then like she swiped it a few times. And then she looked at me. It's like, do you know what tickets you bought? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I bought it for this section. You know, I was trying to play dumb. <laughs> and she's like, this is a family friendly zone. And I'm like, okay. It's like, you're not allowed alcohol here. Oh. So I'm like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, oh, wait, shit. Because <laughs> I'm still holding my beer. Yeah. He's like, unfortunately, you're going to have to get out. And so oh. me, my uncle and my cousin had to go out, literally in, back into the stands and finish our beer. And then we were just talking to the security guard. And I'm like, bro, there was like a whole row of like 20 something year olds behind us who were having beers in the first innings. Mm. No one said anything. So I was talking to this other security guard. I'm like, what the fuck's her problem? I'm like, is it Cosmo Brown? And the guy's like, oh, you know, I don't know. She's just enforcing the rules, you know? <laughs> and then he's like, you know, on the ticket, when you buy it, it actually says it's an alcohol-free zone. And I'm like, oh, really? Honestly, I saw that before. I just didn't care. Yeah, you didn't care, obviously. I didn't think anyone was going to enforce it. But anyway, we finished our beers and we got back in. And I saw as we were coming back down, the lady was just staring at us. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, I really want to go buy another beer and drink it right in front of her. Well, but the I'm beers like, at the cricket aren't even real beers. They're it, like was a mid-strength, mid-strength, it was mid-strength yeah. piss that I paid 13 bucks for. But and I can't a, even drink it out my seat. But in a family-friendly, <laughs> you know, you already took the dub with <laughs> yeah, the kids' ticket $10. True, you know, at least that's respect true. the rules. You're pushing it, man. You're pushing it. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, win, wins and losses that night, I guess. Speaking of wins and losses, um, my friend copped a huge L mm. the other day that he told me. So, uh, basically, what happened is that he had like a number of transactions coming out of his bank account, right? So Combank is showing, you know, $10 going out to Alibaba, this and that. The bank calls him and he's like, hey, are you making these transactions in Guatemala? He's like, no, I'm not. Obviously not. They're like, okay, no dramas. Um, let's just change all your account details and stuff like that. So then they get off the phone with him, send him an email saying, hey, here's your new BSB and account details. Transfer all your money through. The guy transfers his like life savings at the time, $10,000 to that new account details. Turns out the scammers were the ones on the phone with him and he's transferred the money into the scammers account and he's lost it all. That's crazy. (laughs) Kush is never picking up a phone ever again. (laughs) (laughs) I received a... I received a WhatsApp call from this guy called Brett. It was a plus two five four number, and I, I don't know this Brett, but it said Brett plus two five four. What what country is that? I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't search it up, but like I didn't pick it up, so I declined it immediately. One second later, that's pinging that's me again. I'm like, you know what? I'll let this one go. I won't decline it. Brett again comes in again. He does this six times. Brett, on WhatsApp. surely you pick up. Yeah, you once. have to pick up. No, nah, just tell I him to pick fuck off. Now he well, Brett learned by the six, six, mm, six by moments. the sixth time. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a scam call so, you know, energetic and enthusiastic about calling that much. You never know. Brett might not have been a scammer. Yeah, I was going to say. You know I mean? Brett could have just been dialing the wrong number. Oh. On WhatsApp, bro. <laughs> six times. I don't know. That sounds you like know, That's crazy. A scammer calling about their trying to protect you from their scam transactions. Yeah. So they've hacked him. That's so meta. They've, that, they've called him. I love it. That, that's actually unreal. Yeah. That, that is quality. And apparently the reason why he was so like, he was like, oh, this is like legit 
is because on the phone when the, the person called him, it said Combank as the, oh, the header. Comes out. How do they do yeah. that? I don't know how they do that. They've got technology these days. But surely if they've created you a new account, you should be able to see it on your app or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like the simple stuff. You should be able to look at it. But like, they've, you, gained, they've gained his trust at that point, dude. You know what I mean? Like, and then they're on the phone to him. They're like, can you verify your details to me? And then so they'd be like, oh, what's your mother's maiden name? And then he'd say her mother's maiden oh. name. That's a number one mistake though. They'll never ask that. Yes, they will. No, they'll if never. If they want to verify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he just says whatever the answer is, right? And they're like, yep, that sounds right to me. And they just give him like, you know, <laughs> they've just, they've completely gained his trust and then stitched him up in the highest way possible. Wait, don't they like for verification methods, isn't the first one always like whatever you have when you feel like, what is that? To two-factor authentication. Authentication, yeah. Yeah, email or your number. If they went straight from like, yo, what's your mother's maiden name? I probably went through the, uh, name, they probably went through name, address. all that. Just to gain your trust. I know with my bank, they send you a text message with like a code and they ask you to read back the code to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that. So like, I remember when I, um, I was transferring like a large sum of money from Combank to Ubank because Ubank essentially had a better interest rate. And so I was transferring like $20,000 to that mm. Ubank account, like the savings that I had. And then Combank called me and was like, hey, did you make this transaction? Right? And I had no reason not to trust them. Yeah. If Combank calls you and yeah. says, hey, I see that there's, transactions in your account that doesn't look like you, you're 100% giving them the trust. Yeah. But I think where I draw the line is like, I don't think Combank will ever tell you to create a new BSB and account details. They'll probably just cancel your card. Yeah, exactly. But it's a sophisticated scam. So wait, can he get any of this money back? He's been trying, but like apparently once the transfer goes through, just, that's just what do you mean, Combank? Just transfer it back, no, it's bro. He, he did the transfer he himself. You know what, I mean? yeah. what if he's you- the scammer? Like he's, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's like trying to scam CBA to get money. Yeah, yeah like transferred his mate 10K. 10, I transfer you 10K today. Like when you, like, you lost your ING card and the other guy was trying to claim that he was you. Yeah. And you had to prove that you were yourself. <laughs> that was outrageous. But just stay vigilant is all I'm saying. After this, like, I'm getting one, very edgy. That's a top tier scam. That's one of the- <laughs> You get that- list some scams, <laughs> You get that call tonight. How are you preventing yourself from getting scammed? After oh. hearing this- I am. I, I, well, I was talking to like a friend about this, and he said, "You just need to call the bank back." Yeah. So like, you hang up the phone. You just told me about, "Hey, can I call you back?" And you just hang it up, and then give them the ring. If they're a scammer, they're not going to get you off the line. They'll be yeah. like, "No, no, 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 don't call us back. Like, stay on the yeah, line." Yeah, but also, no bank is ever going to ask you to create a BSB account number over the phone. Over the phone. Mm, no yeah. bank is ever going to do that. No, but it wasn't over the phone. They're just like, "We're gonna, we're gonna create you the new BSB." See, that should have been the red. Flag. Yeah, but boy, that's when your your senses are heightened, dude. You're on yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah. You, you start yeah. to trust these sort of malarkey things. But the thing is, right? They already hacked him. They were in already. So this was just mm. for a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, but I think if they did the transaction themselves, he could have got the money back. Yeah, I think that's the yeah, key thing. He they okay. made him do it, so dude, the bank couldn't be like, you, this know, a- you got hacked." This actually is an. Very advanced layers, dude. Because <laughs> they had, they didn't have his account. You know what I mean? They had the card, so they could, you know, make transactions off him, but they couldn't yeah. actually get the ten thousand in his Correct. account right. unless he went double backed and told him, "Hey, you know, transfer us now." And he's done it on his own accord, and which means that the bank can't take it back. Apparently, that's insane. God, imagine like these, um, you know, like seventy-year-old Jerry and stuff. Yeah, who, like we won't be no able to take that. Not right. a- my parents, maybe my, even my parents have zero chance. Yeah. Yeah. Not even up. We don't have a chance. If someone our age, like a pretty smart guy as well, fell Mm. for this, like, do what chance do we have? Mm. Absolute idiots. Speaking of scams, Manny and I uh, bought some lottery tickets 
on Thursday for the $200 million draw. So I heard a statistic that over half of the adults in Australia had purchased a lottery ticket for this, like for this massive draw. Mm. I have never, ever purchased a lottery ticket before. I was getting tips from Manu who had purchased it 30 minutes prior on what to do. Cause I, <laughs> and I also had not bought lottery tickets ever, but you know, that day I was at work in the office, heard chat about the lottery. I'm like, oh, I remember this. I was meant to buy some tickets. Dude, it is so easy yeah. to make it. It is just too easy to make an account and give them your money. Because if you make like a sports bet account, I think you have to show your yep. driver's license or yeah. your yeah. verify some shit. Yeah. This, you don't need to verify anything. No. Really? Yeah. Email address, name, done. Mobile phone as well, I think. Uh, what's a mobile phone? The craziest part, like you were saying this, right? And then you can like purchase the lottery tickets. I, I bought like $13 worth of tickets, right? And then there's like a button that's like buy now. And then like a massive button is like, Buy as a subscription. Yeah. What? <laughs> so you just like essentially we'll just take out thirteen dollars for every lotto draw. Every Thursday. Wow. Every Thursday. Yeah. Super easy. You just tap that button and then suddenly you're locked into Ozlotto. <laughs> streaming service, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how expensive lotto tickets were. Yeah. Well. yeah they're not cheap. Like man. the ones you get where they pick the numbers, all the numbers for you, that's like, you know, you can get in bulk. But every single other variation where, you know, they pick one number for you that oh you guaranteed like the Powerball or you guaranteed one number, bro. It's like 50 bucks a ticket. <laughs> Did you see like the the reaction to the winners where the, they went no, off? I was too upset. I couldn't look at it. <laughs> they were like, oh, what are you going to do? And I think it was a couple that had won. And mm. she was like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to plan a trip. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, my husband really loves his job. So I don't know if he'll quit. Yeah, and I, I saw like, that, hey? dude. <laughs> Wait. Husband loves his job for a fucking hundred million. What, what, what do you <laughs> think he's loving more? Do they show their faces and everything? I don't know if they show their and faces. And where they live? They, they they tell you where they're like <laughs> the suburb. They actually tell you the, the suburb. Yeah. Well, so we go we'll, door knocking in dude, Albury, um, baby. <laughs> they're up in Brisbane, no? I think. No, there was one. There, there was, was two winners, right? Yeah, there was one in Brisbane. And then I there saw was, there was one in New South Wales. Yeah. I know one of them didn't know they won until like 6 a.m. the next day. Because they bought a physical ticket, I think. So they can't just check the app. See if I they swear won. the last physical year. ticket. Brother, if I'm buying a ticket, I'm checking as soon as the numbers yeah, drop. No, but this guy's probably like a veteran. He's probably like, you know, every year. <laughs> he's paid his due, dude. He, you know what I mean? Like, he to win, he doesn't get excited for the lottery anymore. It's just like his morning routine. He goes out to the <laughs> agency and shoot. buy a ticket. I think I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sticking to the instant scratchies, man. I want that instant hit of knowing if I won or lost. <laughs> I'm just going to stick to the GDA casino, man. This is real so life money gone. Dude. You didn't buy a ticket. No, nah, man. There's no way you're going to win. <laughs> it's a 50-50. You either win or you don't. It's, <laughs> it's very simple math. And if you pick the right numbers, you'll win. You'll win. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's a, it's a very poor definition of math, my guy. In <laughs> good conscience, if you know you have this person, 50 mil, they split the 100 mil, 50 mil in your bank account, can you go to work the next day? No, I'm resigning straight away. And then away. cop a little earful from your boss, maybe. About a task you did wrong, knowing that fuck, what are you doing this for? No, nah, I'm I'm going still for a bit longer. You gotta lay low for a bit. If you yeah. quit instantly, everyone knows you. Yeah, that is the only road. reason why I would say for a you little. You gotta bit. go at least six yeah. months. Mm. Six of yeah. that is six. No, months. I'm terrified. If people knew I had a hundred million, bro, it's all about the setup, right? You start and you say, "Oh, guys, like all your friends, you're like, oh, it really works and you're really tough. Like, I'm not really a massive fan." <laughs> And then maybe a month later, you drop in like, oh, it's super stressful now, super stressful. And then you can quit. You're setting the narrative. And then you buy yeah. a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you telling the boys if you want to? Yeah, who nah. are you telling? You win the lotto today. Who are you telling? Who ain't telling the soul, bro? You could have fucking family. won the yeah, lotto. Yeah, you could have won no, it. I'm not telling my family, man. You know, oh. you down the track, I'll be in San Fran, you know, with a beautiful little penthouse. Nah, dude, sure you take the boys on a big round the world you trip. You have to. Dude, dude. 
you can't tell yes, anyone you, you no, got hundred million. I'll tell, but I'm being straight up. You're not getting cold hard cash from me. No, no, no. You'll get one Frango's meal. That's it. You're bro. getting no more. You'll get some benefits, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not giving you just nah, willy nilly two mil. You sign an NDA and then we're going on a round trip around the world. Yeah. Yeah. You all expenses paid. Hundred percent. Sure, hundred million is enough for multiple generations. generations. Like, yeah, that's like you can just put whatever fifty mil in the bank, run on the investments, and then you never touch the principal, right? Uh, if- fifty mil spending money. Yeah, the boys are going to Europe for Are six months. Like, that is zero point like zero one percent of your fucking spending if money. If someone exactly. told me they had just won a hundred million, man, I am planning a heist worthy of GTA six. No, no you take that money man. away from you. Yes, I am, man. Yes, no, like, I dude, am. that that like, money's in a trust, bro. You can't touch that money. <laughs> what Nick said is true, though. Like, I'm not. I'm probably not. If you, it's you're, not handouts, you're bro. Not being like, please, sir, can no. I have some <laughs> cash? Like, nah. But you are. I'll take. I'll. Pick up some bills, you know. I'll pick up the fucking Qantas bill if you want. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Instead, paid off. No worries. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like just everyone gets a free no education. That's a doggy dog. Well, you take it, you take it. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's that's, that's one person I'm not telling if I win the lottery, bro. No You're way, not coming dude. on the round the world trip, man. Yeah, dude. No way, man. You can come. It's out of your own pocket. <laughs> 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 Alrighty, this podcast is, I guess, a real estate podcast at times because we're back with another guess the house price game. This time we're changing it up a bit. We're going to do a bit of Sydney versus Melbourne slash Brisbane. You know, as we've already discussed on this podcast, Sydney is disgustingly overpriced, and everyone says, "Why don't you go look elsewhere?" I found some prices for Melbourne and Brisbane, and I found the equivalent houses. You know, in terms of bedroom sizes, house sizes, a distance from the CBD in Sydney, and I want to see. I want you guys to try and guess how much more Sydney is. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. All right. So the first one I've sent you boys, four photos. That is a little one bedroom apartment in Sydney in the CBD on Bridge Street. So near the new Deloitte building. So the equivalent apartment, a bit bigger in Brisbane, 67 square meters is 445,000. Interesting. So how much is it in Sydney for basically a smaller apartment? Brisbane, four four five. You said four four five. That sounds outrageously cheap. Mm. Four hundred and forty-five thousand for a bedroom, one better in the city. Yeah, a little lad pad. Right wow. for investment, I say, and get a couple of those bad boys. Let it appreciate over value, maybe ten years. Mm. <laughs> sure, Off you go. the mogul. <laughs> Off you go. The one thing I don't like about this Sydney one is that it has a laundry, a in washer and a dryer in the bathroom. I love those. What? No, right dude. on top of each other as well. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. No dramas with the actual stacking of the <laughs> okay. two. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you go into the bathroom, it's a sacred space. You know, it's yeah. a hallowed ground. Yeah, yeah. Do I really want to be doing my washing where the poo particles are floating as well? Not really. You know, you close the washing machine door when you cl- wash it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I understand how it works. <laughs> but you take it out. Also, 45 square meters, row, So they're going to have to put the washing machine somewhere. Now, you know, have you seen in like the UK and stuff, they put the washing machine in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So would That's you rather egregious. the kitchen or the toilet? No, no. The toilet, at least it's in, it's in the same family. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Fam, uh, right. genus of appliance. So what was it? Sam, four hundred forty-five in Brisbane. Four hundred forty-five thousand. How much is it in Sydney? One point four million dollars. All right, I've gone for six hundred fifty-five thousand. Well, you've actually just gone six hundred fifty-five. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's add the K there. I have gone double the price. Nine ninety. No, well, it should be eight ninety. That's double. But I got nine ninety. Don't worry about it. Kush is actually the closest. 
Really? Right? 725,000. What housing crisis? <laughs> how, do, how do we get in on this? <laughs> still 300,000 more than Brisbane. Yeah, that's still a for lot. For a smaller apartment. But you're paying for a better location, I will say. 300,000 for a CBD location. No, just Sydney. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's a premium you pay for living in the, that is the best state in the, the country. All right, next up we have the Inner West. So this house I've sent you is in Roselle. The equivalent house, seven kilometers from the city of Melbourne, Hawthorne, it's $1.2 million. How much is it in Sydney? Two bedroom, one bathroom, mm. and about 100 square meters. It's an interesting little paint on the door there, green mm. green paint, elevated property, so keep that in mind. That add to the value? Could actually decrease the value. The value oh, really? yeah. oh, okay, okay. Melbourne, I feel they also throw houses are expensive there. A similar crisis, one would say. A similar yeah. crisis. All right, in Roselle, lovely interchange. <laughs> you reckon the prices increase or decrease due to the new interchange that they've implemented, Ro? I think it increases. Increase. With the connectivity. Ah. So these are small houses, about 100 square meters, two bedroom, one bathroom. That's it. All right. I've gone 1.9 million. <sighs> Nine, two million to be exact. All right. All right. Bush? I've gone 1.40. Million. All right. And Miguel? I have gone similar to Kush, 1.3 million. I think it's very similar in price. Kush again <laughs> on the board, 1.57. Yeah. Wow. The mogul strikes the again. The mogul strikes again. <laughs> Wowee. All right. Kush is leading this 2 0. Next. Playing for second row. Bro, I am literally all over the shop here. 1.92. Bro, Mel, you said it yourself. Melbourne has a similar crisis. I didn't say that. You both said that. Okay. Well, you didn't <laughs> yeah, heed our advice, dude. Man added $700,000 to it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's the interchange tax, dude. All righty. Next, we're going a bit further away from the CBD. So there were, I looked for nice family neighborhoods. I looked, mm. I literally looked up best suburbs in Melbourne to raise a family and they gave me Glen Waverley. Mm. So this house that you're looking at is the Sydney equivalent, which is Epping. It's four bedrooms, two bathrooms, and about 600 square meters. <laughs> In Glen Waverley, that house went for 1.8 million. How much is it in Sydney? Sheesh. Okay. This is a house that I would actually live in. Like this is a beautiful- Yeah, this is a beautiful beautiful marble top. You Mm. see that with the kitchen? Very nice, very nice. 620 square meters. Good. In Epping, right next to the station. Yeah. We'd hope, we'd hope. Connect. (laughs) Near the station, near good schools. Couple of buses, you know, helping you out. Nice leafy suburb, as they say. You know, somewhere you want to settle down. Yeah. Nice floorboards, big open spaces, decent sized backyard. Is it close? Is Glen Waverley close to CBD? Do you know? It's equivalent, about 20 kilometers, the so same Beautiful. as Epping. Oh, okay. And you said he was how much? 1.8. All right. So I'm going to need some answers now. Where'd you go for uh, 3.6 million? <laughs> <laughs> I've dialed it back in $2.2 million. Okay. That's nice. All right. I've dialed it just a little bit further back. 2.15 million oh, is what I'm going for. Miguel? If you can see my whiteboard, I put $2.5 million. Well done, Miguel. You're on the board. Nice. That one went for 2.88 million. Whoa. What the hell? Hey, yeah. <laughs> the back row. 2.8 million. $1 million more. A million dollars more. Been to Epping plenty of times. That's uh, uh, don't know about that price, that mate. That is. Whew. This has rattled me to my core. <laughs> oh, I might. Okay. Did you think you knew the market? As in, no, I didn't know the market, but I was going so overs for the last two properties. Yeah. And then you guys got in my ear whispering, Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> And I went, oh, okay, I'll be conservative. But I think out in the suburbs is where the disparity is at. Yeah. Maybe. That might be the go. Also, I'm not super confident on the Sands equivalent Epping versus Glen Waverley. Oh. One million dollar difference seems insane. That is kind of tough. Yeah, one million. You yeah. can blame the website I looked it up on. Mm. All right, next up, similar vibes. I looked up another 
suburban equivalent in Brisbane. So I looked up the best place to raise a family in Brisbane. They gave me Victoria Point. So these houses are about 250 square meters, three bedrooms, two bathrooms. In Victoria Point, this house went for 635000 How much is the Castle Hill equivalent? Castle Hill. So both these suburbs are about 30 kilometers away from the CBD of their respective cities. Mm. Three bed, two bathroom, around 600, you said, in Brisbane. Correct. 635. Wow. Okay. 635. Steel, one would say. Yeah, that's a good Mind you, like I said, 30 kilometers from the CBD. So it's not close. It's it's not Not close. Mm. But again, it's a nice suburb to raise (laughs) a family in. Pretty safe, it says. We are talking about the hills here, though. The metros come out. You know, it's a very, it's a booming area in terms of industry. That's real estate. Miguel, we'll start with you. I've gone approximately triple the price in one point eight million dollars. Interesting. I've gone triple the price and some (laughs) with two point one million dollars. And then finally, Kush. I've gone the lowest here, one point four million. Oh man, you're buying a one point four million dollar house in Castle Hill. I would (laughs) love to see it. I would love to see that. Well, you would absolutely love to see it. It's 1.499. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Dude, maybe Sydney's not as bad as we thought. (laughs) Maybe it's not as bad. Yeah, that's that's rattled me again now. How did you know that? He was at Ray White earlier. (laughs) While he was late to the recording, he was window shopping. (laughs) That's really confusing me because like, I've got friends who live in Castle Hill. I think it's just the type of house, bro. It's like it looked f- a bit older. Yeah, this one did look a bit older. But it's still more than double the price. But it was man. only 250 square meters. That so too, the small. land, man. Land's big. Land was small. Think the land value. What's, what, okay, because now, uh, yeah, maybe I'll look at the land rather. What is a good size? Well, the one before, 600 was solid. Yeah. Okay. Very Any, solid. Anything over 500 is a decent bit of land. You can build that. You can build a nice little <laughs> four bed on a, on a 350 to 450. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, noted. Two, dude, 250 they're just throwing much- numbers at me. <laughs> oh, I Shocking me. I could be talking about the i9 14th generation CPU and you'd still uh, it'd still say yeah. All right. Final round. This time I've gone as far away as you could go. So the absolute sticks of both Sydney and Melbourne. So the two suburbs I found equivalent were Penrith and Werribee. Mm. Both as far as you can be. Um, and both up and coming suburbs, apparently, where the housing market is starting to get a bit red hot. These houses are three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and about 600 square meters. So okay, there you go. Okay, all right. Okay, what range did they say that was? Good, very good range. <laughs> very good. <laughs> big, big house. It's decent. All right, so 600 square. And Werribee, this house was $675,000. They got a new beach. Mm. Pondi. Mm. It's true. It's true. Pondi. <laughs> They're building a new snow center. Anyone see that in Penrith? Oh, I'm uh-huh. sure there's a bit of snow out there. It's a like third indoor, city that's lot coming of snow up out there. Yeah. Indoor skiing center, yeah. which is fantastic. Don't they, don't they also have the um, indoor skydiving? Uh, True. What a beautiful. Aqua golf as well. So what a venue that is. You okay. got Panthers RSL. Exactly. You got the Panthers, <laughs> Panthers themselves. Club. You got the Nepean River. You got five guys. You got five guys, exactly. <laughs> How far is Penrith? Mount Druid is just a stone's throw away. <laughs> the greatest suburb of all time. How far is Penrith away from the city? Penrith is 57 kilometers away from Ooh. the Sydney CBD. Basically the Blue Mountains at that point. Mm. And you said the last one was? So the Werribee house went for 675,000. Okay. Big house in Penrith. Think about Epping, bro. I'm, I've thought about it long enough. I don't want to think any more about Epping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've got All an right. answer. Okay. Let's start with the man to my right here. Okay. I've gone $1.1 million. Okay. Okay. I'm in the ballpark with Kush, so I'm happy. 920. All right. Bro. I've gone a flat $1 million. We're all very this is similar. actually probably the best round we've had. Yeah. You're all very close, but Ro, well done. Whoa, on the board. 
$952,000 well to live 57 kilometers away from the Sydney CBD. <laughs> yeah, cool. Almost $1 million. Dude, this is crazy. All right, so in the end, Kush, I think yeah. you cleaned up three points. I think so as well. Ro got That's one finally, and Miguel, you got one as well. That's right, Ro, we got a point. I'll take Against that. a mogul, what can we do? <laughs> Alrighty, legends, this episode is sponsored by our good friends at Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. <laughs> What's That's up? Last from them, I have to say. <laughs> What's up, fellas? <laughs> Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for the, what the love doctor ordered. His prescription? The all-new performance package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob that you truly are. Look, we talk about Manscaped every week. Honestly, it's a miracle that we still have this contract. <laughs> but we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts yeah. for purchasing Manscaped because it means that we get to do what we do. Okay, so, you know, get your hands on a lawnmower 5.0. We'll give you 20% off with the code TCB. All the people who bought previously, I want to thank you. And if you haven't and you're new, take a look at it. The stuff is good. It's like you're giving us money, but you get something in return. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of a win-win. It's not like you're getting dirt. I'm not, we're not selling you, you know, nonsense. We're selling you quality grooming products that we ourselves use every day. Yeah. So go on manscaped.com. Use the code TCB. You get 20% off and free shipping. Pick yourself up something for Valentine's Day. Buy it for your partner, manscaped.com. Alrighty, we're back with another bracket challenge. We haven't done this in a while. Um, and given everyone, we've just come back from summer holidays and, you know, everyone's been traveling again after COVID. We thought, you know, let's have a look at the most popular corporate holiday destinations and let's put them head to head and what and see what comes out on top. So we've got eight here. The eight that we've got are New Zealand, going back to your motherland, going to the US, Everest Base Camp, European summer, Japan, Southeast Asia trip with the boys and a ski trip. So we'll put them head to head and we'll see how we go. All right. So the first matchup is going to be Southeast Asia versus a ski trip. Dude, I didn't realize how many people skied <laughs> until people had all these ski trips at work, apparently, dude. I knew, yeah, over the summer, like December break, I know a number of people at work who went to Japan to go ski. Dude, I don't even know that was possible. Every second meeting I came back from work, it's, oh, dude, it's either. I went to Japan to ski trip or I want to go to Japan for a ski trip. Actually, I know someone who went to um, Whistler. Yeah, is, I think Canada in, is, is that? The, yeah, uh, so I, I know someone who went to Whistler as well. It's Japan, skiing. it's Whistler, it's France. Oh, dude, France is like the top tier, top echelon of skiing. Like that's- That's like partner level. You're not getting there yeah. as a mid-tier employee. No. As a mid-tier employee, you're going to Canada, <laughs> you're going to Japan, you're going to Colorado, that's it. Yeah. I personally don't ski. The last time I went skiing, was it Threadbow? <laughs> and that was that was uh, that was an interesting one because like I didn't know how to ski, and they were like, "Do you want to pay fifty dollars for lessons?" I was like, "No, I don't need lessons." All right, how hard <laughs> could it be? It's just gravity. You just go down a slope. <laughs> Obviously, you have to like the the whole idea is you like slow your like descent by going side to side, like you weave in and out. That's like how you're supposed to ski. Yeah, I didn't know how to do that, so I'm just gunning it straight down. <laughs> this poor girl who I did it at a uni camp. <laughs> And this poor girl is doing the side to side and I'm coming like, like, like a rocket behind <laughs> her. straight down, bro. Subway surfers over here. It's like I've that been, episode of The Simpsons yeah. where Homer and Mr. Burns are stuck in the cabin. It's just coming straight down the mountain at That's speed. A, yeah. And, and I didn't know how to stop as well. So how I stopped was I just threw myself to the right as like a crash landing. But she was going side to side and I've clipped her skis. And then because obviously she's not expecting it. She's just tumbled. 
and she's knocked herself out in the snow. Her friend who was skiing with her comes down and is like, what are you doing? Like yelling at me, right? And I'm panicking at this point. And I've done a hit and run. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've seen that she's got help and I've gunned it back down the slopes. Then at the evening, right, she's gone and been taken to the hospital with like that snowmobile. In the evening, her friend is basically like asking everyone around, like, did you hear about the incident on the slopes today? Like some guy just knocked this girl out and didn't even stop and say, how are you? And I'm sitting there like, oh, who would who would do such a thing? Or, or a rat bag, that guy is. And hit and run. They can't yeah, recognize you. You're wearing Correct. Yeah. You're on, you've got the mask. It's the perfect goggles. crime. Yeah, but did you need different gear the next day? No, no, no. Because it's all rent gear. I didn't own any oh, of that stuff. But yeah. I will say that incident aside <laughs> and the fact that I didn't even know how to ski, it was still really fun. Does it compare to a Southeast Asia trip? No. Southeast Asia is so much more fun. Well, we went to Thailand and we sat in the hotel. We didn't even go out. We sat drinking Changs, playing poker from the hours of 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. Fantastic plans. But you can do that at home. Exactly. Yeah, but that's an indictment on us, right? We didn't want to go out, et cetera, et cetera. We then went to Bali again. So wait, wait, what's, what's to see in Thailand? Some elephants? No, it's in Thailand's like beautiful, but the thing is like we were like very young and very scared of the world. Okay. So we were like, we're not going to go out because I don't know, someone said a center a thing in the group chat where it's like, if you drink the alcohol in the clubs, like you get moonshine and die. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were hearing all that, those whispers, and right? The ice is dirty, et cetera, et cetera. So you know what? Mm. Let's just buy a, a fucking slab of changies <laughs> and we'll neck them at home. Fantastic beer, just quietly changed. But Southeast Asia in general, we're looking yeah, at you- Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam. Dirt cheap compared mm. to going a ski. How much is your ski camp, for example? It was very expensive. Give okay. us a figure. Like to rent the gear was like 200 bucks. The ski pass itself was like $400. So 600 The accommodation bucks. was expensive as well. So like the, the money aside, it's a really fun time. And at the end, like, you know, you're drinking hot chocolates at the top of a mountain, like beautiful views. Mm, let, me just, let me just paint a picture of what a ski trip really is, mm. right? You go down, do a bit of physical exercise. And at the end, you enjoy a cold beer and, and, and a hot chocolate. And it's a delightful trip. That's the ski trip. Southeast Asia. More debaucherous. Yeah. You, for, in the day, you go from beach to beach. You go yeah. for a swim. You do all that. And then at night. Just hitting up different clubs. Bob's bars, your uncle, mate. Yeah. Beers for like a dollar. Mm. And you're trying to negotiate with little Balinese men, <laughs> you know, a little motorbike trip back home for five bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the other foreigners as well. Yeah, or you're at the markets putting on a calculator how much yeah. you want to pay. <laughs> and like you're, you're desperate to say 50 cents, you know what I mean? Like, well, 50 cents could go a really long way for this guy. Yeah. You're like, no, I won't pay 450. I want it for $4. You're doing what? it for the thrill of the sport. He's doing it to survive. <laughs> I want this almost authentic Liverpool jersey for $10 and I won't hear otherwise. It's per- different, you know, it's horses for courses, you know. Personally, I love Southeast Asia. Yeah. I think the, the the money gets you go to go so far. Yeah. Like you're living in like a beachside resort for a hundred bucks a night. You have like a waiter who comes and brings you food. Like you've got a pool there with a view. Southeast Asia to me is like spectacular. Southeast Asia is for the common man. I feel like in the corporate settings, only the the wankers are going on a ski trip. Is that a hot take? I don't know. No, that's not a hot take. It's just, like I said, it's a very expensive trip. So if you are going, you are associating yourself with the upper class, but maybe that's what you want to do. Yeah, let's say you go into a meeting with your team, you're back from holidays. You say, I went on a ski trip. Rohit says, I went to Southeast Asia. Who's, you know, who are you asking more questions? Who are you frothing a bit more? Honestly, probably the Southeast Asia. I want to know what 
you know, nefarious things you got up to. Well, that's yeah. you Ski and your- trip, <laughs> Drinking at a hotel and playing poker. No, no, no. When we went to Bali, we, we went out and stuff. Like the yeah. beach clubs were so fun. I don't know. It was, it was well, a nice time. You know, if you say ski trip, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm being completely honest. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. But yeah. you can- Maybe the ski trips, if you want to go ahead in social, like a, a corporate setting, you want to climb the ladder That's a bit true. more. That you just network you, with all the big weeks. A bit mm. more respect with it. But objectively, as a fun time, as in because I don't know how to ski, so maybe I'm a bit off, but I love the beach. I love the snorkeling. I love the lifestyle. Like it's super chill. I'd put Southeast Asia through. Well, I mean, yeah, you'd put a countries over an activity. No, but right? ski trip, you can do it any country. Like you can do it in a lot of countries, like Ooh, we said. Okay. It's a class thing, Kush. That's yeah, why. Yeah, it's true. a status And thing. what class do you want to associate with Kush? Well, I already know what Kush's answer is. That is yeah. true. Kush is the ski trip. Yeah. Yeah. France, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I'm skiing, don't you worry. <laughs> what are we saying? I think we can't be seen to be, you know, associating with those people who go on ski trips. So surely it's got to be the holiday for the common mm. man. I'm taking Southeast Asia. Stay true to ourselves, you know. All right, next up, Clash of Two Titans. We've got Japan versus a European summer. Country versus country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I'll say this. You know, we are going to Japan later this year, so I haven't been yet, but I have not met a single person who's spoken ill of Japan. Mm. You know, you can have mm. issues. With, I was listening to a podcast the other day where someone called Positano shit. <laughs> someone called the whole Amalfi Coast to shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never heard a single person say anything negative or bad about Japan. So I yes, you're saying it's one country versus a country, but wow, we what a country. That Bro, you had a European summer. I did have a European. How did that uh, go? What a summer. Close enough to summer. Awesome. Closer, than, closer than what we did. Yeah. I had the time of my life. I thought it was a spectacular holiday. Yeah. Because of the fact that there's multiple countries, you can go hopping, this and that. I thought, and this is like a quintessential thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a quintessential holiday. Four weeks, you block out, mm. you go to Europe, you have the time of your life in different countries, you know, talking to strangers that you're never going to see again. Either Find yourself. Yeah. I mean, like I've done Europe twice now. Okay. All right. Okay. The first time was when I was like a poor uni student. Okay. And that was a very different holiday to like having a bit more money. Correct. Because I was working. So the, the, the holiday that I had was like still like relatively like not high class. It was mm. just normal. I didn't have to stay at hostels this time. And I thought it was fantastic. But you did book a hotel a year, year later. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. Um, we're going to Japan soon. You know, you, the itinerary is being built. How do you think it compares then? I think this is hard to compare because I like, what is the typical Europe? Because it depends on what countries you go to. Yeah. Typical European summer, let's throw it out there. Greece. Yep. Spain. London, Italy. surely. Yeah. Italy. Yeah. London, London, maybe. Maybe not. Okay. Spain. Italy. <laughs> We're just saying the same countries all over again. Anyway, yeah. anyway, Croatia sun. type vibes. Yeah. Okay. Essentially that, anywhere with sun. I didn't have that holiday. I've never had that holiday. You went to Croatia yeah. and had that holiday in Greece. Unbelievable. Yeah? Unbelievable. What's unbelievable about it? Mate, the water, the natural landscapes that you see. You know, you can have, you can go from literally the countryside of Tuscany to the beautiful lakes and fucking waterfalls of Croatia. Yeah. You get beaches in Greece. The food is amazing. The people, eh. Yeah. Uh, alcohol is dirt cheap there. They're free pour. You go get a drink. The guy just keeps pouring. You know, there's no measuring a shot out. It's just literally yeah, until, until his arm gets tired, <laughs> he's just pouring alcohol in there and it's a lot cheaper than here. One yep. thing negative about European summer is that everyone goes. Yeah, it's packed. So the crowds are crazy. Like if you go to Italy in June or July, it's not going to be a really that fun of a time. I know at work last year, I reckon over that period of June to August, I think every person under the age of 27 was in Europe at one point. Mm. And I'm talking like 20, 30 people. 
Yep, yep, yep. Like it is the most common holiday that anyone in corporate has done. But I feel like you hear the same common feedback, you know, like, yeah, France, not that great. Why is that? Kind of dirty, you know? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, a lot of people say it's just not as, you know, enlightening as they expected. Yeah, in okay. But I swear with Tokyo, it's not just like, oh, it lives up to the expectations. No, it's, it's even better, actually. Yeah. yeah. So that's just Tokyo, not even just Japan, just Tokyo itself, you know? Again, our friend finished a Japan trip. The moment he landed, booked a fucking new Japan trip for the next year. <laughs> Literally three days after he came back, he booked another one again. Well, there you go. Like that's, that's, are you going to do another Europe trip the year after? Maybe actually, but like, I think you, the fact that he did it three days after, man, yeah. he didn't even have time to settle in and marinate. He was like, done. <laughs> that is yeah. true. When I'm at work as well, I hear people go back to Japan repeatedly, you know? Yeah. I think that uh, there's someone else talking to you. They're going to Japan next few weeks and they, last time we went, last year. Mm. Whereas European summer, am I really here in the, Frequencies like that. I know a couple of people at work who are going again, running it back again this year. Well, it must be to nice. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is a really tough one, to be honest, because the European summer is a quintessential holiday. Japan is, oh, I don't want to say like an up and coming I, holiday. I think destination. it is up and coming, dude. I think it is. Yeah. A lot more the past three, four years I've been here. In that the, is the true. Spring. I feel like last few years it's really Taking gained on, momentum. Right? Yeah. I, I was at, like, my work yesterday, we do like a, it was like a Friday catch up. And one of the questions is like, what's your, dream holiday destination and you chuck it like on the zoom background, I would say 20 people had Japan really as their dream there destination. There you go. All right. Well, it's, it's sounding like we're leaning towards one way then. Oh uh, yeah. But we haven't done Japan, but again, the reviews are so high. It's like five out of five. Like I you said, dude, like for yeah, example, exactly. Savine soccer. Yeah. This guy had like a week off work. Yeah. He didn't book a, he didn't book a European holiday. He went straight to Japan, Tokyo for seven days, said, I wish I stayed there for, you know, two weeks. There you go, man. He wished he stayed there longer. I don't know. Yeah. Towards the end of the European month, you're like, oh, I'm ready to come back home. Mm. But it sounds like these people who go to Japan are ravenous to stay <laughs> or go back immediately. And yeah. it is closer to us as well. That's true. It's closer like to It's not Australia. on the other side of the world. There's only a couple of hours behind us, 10 hour flight. So are we putting Japan over a European summer? We might have to. We I might have we to. I think we are. Controversial maybe, but we're taking Japan. All right. Third one. This one's going to be a weird one. We got Everest Base Camp versus the US of A. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right. This year or in the last two years, there has been a massive influx of two things, right? Corporates starting running and every man's dream is now to climb Everest. Everest yeah. I have not heard of this second one at really? all. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you mean? So wait, these guys just go to the, the base of Everest and just chill there? You, it's still like a hike. Like it's still like a- Semi-difficult oh. trek. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's still a pretty difficult trek. It's a difficult nah. trek. Dude, you got to train for it and stuff. Nah, this is what they tell you. But like, if you have any sort of fitness, you can do Everest. This might camp. be probably one of the more hotter takes you've had here, Rose. <laughs> That's how Rose views any, <laughs> any sort of athletic. It's a lot of altitude training you need as well, no? Because it's hard to breathe. How long is Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. <laughs> oh, you can't train that in Sydney. Where are you going to go? Kosciuszko. Just start <laughs> breathing in. Blue mountain. No, whether, you, get the, you get the masks, man. No, no one's doing that. I think Everest, okay, this is not a hot take. Everest Base Camp is is not a strenuous activity <laughs> or not a very strenuous activity. Okay, but like you're comparing again, just an activity to a country now. But it's Nepal. You're going to Nepal. It is also the world's tallest mountain. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think- I think the USA Look. holds just like it's the United you went, States. Bro. You went to the USA because would you trade that for this experience Roy has just described? Yes, I think some parts of the USA, absolutely. New York, 100%. Boston, definitely. There's so much of the uh, US you haven't explored. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, there's so much that you haven't explored. I don't know if it'll be good. Like there are some mm. parts in USA I don't want to go back, like, Los like LA. 
I'm not going to go back to it. It's a dirty ass place, man. Really? Yeah, I'm never going back to LA. Uh, look, I agree with Kush. I think this is quite clearly an easy one for the USA. Yeah. But I will say for the Everest Base Camp, I've seen a 300% increase in the amount of people that have done it on my Instagram. I saw one person before. You see, I've seen three people do it. Why? What, what's the thing with running as well? Why are more people getting into fitness, running? bro? It's just self-help. Quarter life crisis. Yeah. Everest mm. is also an interesting one because like, like I said, okay, I'm going to stress this again. It's easy enough for the common man to do, but it's still like a cool thing to say that you did. That's, I think that's what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I went and- It's impressive to hear. It, correct. And it's like a bucket list thing as well. Like anyone, every man and their dog could go to the US right now if they wanted to. What? But to climb Everest is a- Not climb Everest, just go to the base camp. <laughs> Climbing Everest, that you get the Sherpas to do. Like really as well. They'll carry you up there. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the, the photo of the line on the top of Everest? What? Yeah, it became, it's it becoming such a big thing now. There's lines on the top of Everest. So they you have to wait and then get wait your turn to go to the peak. What, it's like waiting for the new iPhone on yeah, iPhone this? launched at the Apple store. Dude, I'm not kidding. Have a look at, well, when we post this on TikTok, have a, we'll chuck a photo in there. There's okay, lines yeah. on the top of Everest. It's a popular thing to do. Look, if someone said they climbed Everest over That's USA, a play. that is something, okay, base camp. All right, whatever, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see much there. What's a US, like a US typical holiday that I've seen is like people who like rent a Ford Mustang and then do like a drive around the middle of the US. Mm. That seems really fun. I, I was thinking more East Coast or West Coast. Yeah, you just yeah. pick a coast and then you go up and down it. That's literally all there is. And again, you won't be able to, even if you stay to one coast, you won't be able to see everything in your one trip. Mm. Like you will more than likely have to come back multiple times to do the other coast and then finish off the first coast if you wanted to do that. Obviously, I don't think I've seen anyone at work go to the US recently. It's not a hot ticket item to go to the US. Yeah, it isn't, it isn't. I've seen way more Europe's and way more Japan's. Yeah, well, you won't get shot there. Well, in the US, <laughs> there's a high chance of getting the old Glock to your head, man. Yeah, what would you rate your US holiday? I thought it was fun. I thought it was a whole lot of fun. It's really tiring because you want to hit as much as you can, mm. like all the destinations. But like, yeah, there, like I said, there's certain parts like, New York and Boston, definitely. I'd love to go back and check out more. What were the highlights in those country or those places? I think it's just the vibes. Literally the vibes in New York and Boston, which are polar opposites, but they work really well together. Like they're mm. contradictory, but they work. A bit of yin and yang, you know what I mean? You're talking mm. about like salted caramel or some <laughs> shit, bro. That's what you're talking about. Opposites, but, like, but work together. Even Orlando, dude, the theme parks that they have there, man, get your inner kid out, have some fun there. You're not going to yeah, even finish all the theme parks. So like you can't yeah. do one in one day. You might have to spend a week in the theme park. When you got back, were you ravenous <laughs> to go back again though? Not ravenous. Like I definitely, <laughs> like I'd like to go back. That's well, true. No, like every space camp you're doing once. That's true. That US, true. there's repeatability yeah, well, in the holiday. Well, when yeah. you go back next, what are you going to do now? What, what are the things that you had to do last time? I like, I definitely want to check out San Fran. Didn't check that out. I would love to go back to New York and Boston. Um, and like, yeah, the other stuff that you don't get to see, like what are the other places, big places in America? I don't want to go to Texas. Fuck that. Really? really? I, think, Dude, I think that is where I want to I go. I want to go to Texas. Wait, where's the national park there? Is that Texas? Yosemite's in- uh, Yosemite? Uh, no, Yosemite's in California. California. But yeah. I want to go to like Texas and New Orleans and all that. I want to try like proper American barbecue. Yeah. yeah like like gum gumbo and all yeah. that. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> And like the the, the 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 type of desert nature that they have there, yeah. you know, like see a moose man. Grand Canyon type vibe. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, there's repeatability and new stuff that you will unlock when you go to- you All know, right, so, so clearly this is an easy win for the US, but I can see the- Social credits maybe that come again. <laughs> All right, next one. New Zealand versus going back to the motherland. I'll say this one. Going back to the motherland is not a holiday. 
All right. It is a, it jail is like sentence. a, <laughs> not a jail sentence, but it's full of just family visits. Like going yeah. to this family's house. Box, this, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, you've got to meet your family. You haven't seen your cousins for a while. You mm. know, do that. Do a bit of that. When you went last recently, you said you loved it. You said you had a great time. I did. Cause I, I'm older and I, like, I learned to appreciate like meeting the cousins and stuff. And, and <laughs> I, going back to India is super fun for me. But it's still very tiring. So you did what our comments told us to do. Go back to your. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it. Yeah, leave it. Get on out of here, boy. I was like, I felt like a kid again because I was running around. I was like chasing goats in the village. <laughs> like, my the uncle fuck? has this like airsoft gun or like this, uh, this gun that shoots like these really small bullets. And I was just going around just peppering you know, trees and stuff. It was oh, really trees, fun. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. I'm glad you thought about that one. But <laughs> New Zealand, man, it's the world's best nature. That's what they say, you know? The South the Island. South Island. <laughs> Milford Sound. There's a reason why Lord of the Rings won best cinematography multiple times, man. <laughs> Just because of the- Just because of those damn nature. mountains, yeah. Look, my cousins live in New Zealand, so I, I visit them. They live in the North Island, but there was one time we went to the South Island Beautiful scenery. Like yeah. I remember seeing snow-capped mountains for the first time in my life. Changed. Unbelievable. Revolutionized. Pristine. Yeah, yeah. It's really pretty. It's like when they describe, you know, this is a clean kind of look. New mm. Zealand has that, yeah. man. That kind but, of cleanliness to the It's nature. like untouched as well. Yeah. Is that, it too close to Australia? Like, that, that was honestly uh, going to be my reason. I don't know. I think this is just literally just vibes that you get coming back from the, the motherland. Maybe some cultural appreciation think, that yeah. you never get. I think going back to motherland is quintessential. For like yeah, dude. everyone. I'm going back in March. Going going back to the motherland. Exactly. So I'm planning going back end of the year, mate. There you go. And then everyone at work probably end planning to go at some point. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, it's not gonna be like relaxed. I don't know. It's not oh, a holiday a, destination. It's no, not. It's not a holiday destination. I mean, like, okay, technically it is, but like <laughs> I'm not treating it as a holiday no, destination. No, but let's say, all right, so you'll go back, you'll see your family, but then yeah. you could go to other parts of India where you've never been, for example. Well, yeah, we are actually doing that. We were okay, uh, so two, three days. Where are you going? We're going to um Dharamshala. So, you know, see, oh, dude, that place yeah. looks sick. Yeah, yeah that's it. Does. Wait, that's yeah. on par with New Zealand, dare I suggest, in terms of like sure. picturesque. No, it is. You go like up north to like Dharmashala, yeah. Kashmir, like all these places. You reckon very it's beautiful. Up near yeah. Nepal, like where you get to like the Everest and all that. Right. Yes. Uh, two for one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I still think New Zealand, you know, yes, it's very similar, very close to Australia. Man, the scenic stuff in New Zealand is, is unreal. Dude. Every time someone comes back from New Zealand, it, it's not like, I don't think it's like the Japan thing where it's like, oh, it's fucking amazing. This is, mm. this is the best thing I've ever seen. But like every time you hear it, it's like, yeah, it lives up to it. Like the good, nature. The good thing about like the motherland is from a work point of view, if your country allows it, you can actually save your leave and work from over there. Mm. I know multiple people who went back to India, for example, and they were, were oh, bro, I'm pretty sure you did as well. I like did, you, it, yeah. So. And you get to see a family. Like it's a, it's a, it's a nice time. It's, it's not a holiday, but as Manny said, it is quintessential. And I would choose that over New Zealand. I absolutely pick it. I would choose that over New Zealand oh, as well. Oh, oh. I'd be picking New Zealand anytime. <laughs> we'll ask you when I'm you're going back. to Hobbiton and I'm drinking. Well, I haven't gone to New Zealand, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask you how your, how your motherland trip went when yeah. you're back. Into the semifinals, we have Southeast Asia versus Japan. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> this is just two sides of the same coin, no? <laughs> What do you mean by that? Is it yeah, what do you mean by that? Tomato, what do you mean by tomato? that? Isn't Japan in Southeast Asia? Very different vibes. Very different vibes, but. Like I said, we're a group in the, the Thailands, the, the Vietnams, the Indonesias. Cambodias, you know. Japan. Let's talk about economy, cost. Still much, much, much more cheaper to go to Southeast Asia. Mm. Even if you're hitting those three countries versus Japan? Correct. Mm -hmm. Much cheaper. Mm. The food. 
I would say it's on par between both the areas. Nah, dude, I, I don't think I can say Doesn't that. Doesn't Japan have like face. more restaurants than like New York City? Isn't that like an actual stat? So like, I don't think yeah, when we were, The restaurants are tiny, so there's like thousands of them. You can't be comparing it to square meters now all of a sudden. <laughs> when we went to Bali, I was very either whelmed or underwhelmed uh, by the food on offer. No, I liked, I mean- it was, it was all right, but not, it wasn't like, it didn't stand out. Yeah, but what about like Thai food? Food. Dude, that's a government plant in and of itself. What do you mean? What? Back in the 2000s, here's a history lesson. <laughs> Back in the 2000s, the yeah. government invested so much money into designing re- like stereotypical restaurants from small end, middle end, and high end to then export around the world, right? That's why in the 2010s-ish, there's a spike in Thai food. Is this an actual thing? It's an actual yeah, thing. Look it up. Fact. Look oh, it up. Actually? Yeah, I've yeah. heard this as well. You look like it the up. Thai government is like, we want tourism. We want to like promote Thai culture. Okay. We're going to give you like the blueprint to running a Thai restaurant, what foods you do, like the Westernized th- had Thais, that sort of stuff. And we'll tell you how to do it, go around the world and just set up your shops. We'll give you a little bit of money to start up, but we want Thai food to become really popular. Some of the, well, dishes, some of the dishes are created for this very purpose. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of them have a similar name as well. Like Thai puns. Thai I am, you know, bow tie. Cause it's a blueprint. Wow. Yeah. So you've been done by a government scheme. Well, I'm all for pro- government propaganda, <laughs> so yeah. you know. In our- rankings previously. I think we put Japan food as like number True. one. We did, we did. Yeah. yeah, so don't chat to me about a pad thai <laughs> over Japanese food. Again, man, it's like people saying, there's, no one has said a bad thing about Japan, man. No mm. one has said a bad thing about Japan. Oh, have I heard anything bad about, oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have, man. Yes, you have. Bali well, belly, man. That is true. One of. Yeah. Chappelle Corby. <laughs> no, well, she deserved it. <laughs> the Bali Nine. <laughs> they all did the crime. Oh, I didn't say that they didn't, but I'm just saying. Is that. it the Japan Nine? There might be. Actually. I, I think Japan know. is pretty strict as well. No, it is. Yeah. Have, actually, have you heard? I don't know if you. This is like a bit of devil's advocate now for Japan. Like, mm. oh, it's quite heavily racist. I don't know if you. They heard are. About they this. are. That's true. Yeah, they uh, they do look at your skin complexion. I was. I think you can't become a Japanese citizen unless you have Japanese blood. Yeah. How can they prove that? They look at your ancestry. Ah. Would you rather? Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. I, I feel really at home in Southeast Asia. I was going to say, they, it's quite the opposite. It's, they're very hospitable. You know, they'll see you and they'll be like, oh, please come in, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. They'll treat you like a king. Because yeah, you could change their fortunes, mate. That's yeah, why. True. Japan, you got your onsens. Yeah. But apparently you can't have tattoos in onsens. So yeah, true. Very oh, no. strict, maybe. I mean, obviously it doesn't apply to us, but Any I'm just saying- <laughs> They are strict with their rules. The culture and, and the traditions. Yeah, fair enough. Again, like the, I don't know, these are like minor things that sort of get hidden underneath the, the I'm going back to Japan. So, like, Japan what, what, has what so many think? different cities as well, so much stuff. Yeah. And you get, you get the most of it. Like, you can do cultural stuff there. You can do skiing. The food's good there. At the end of the day, Southeast Asia is beach. Resort. If you don't like, w- if you don't like warm weather and swimming, I mean, yeah, exactly. It is. You're not. You're not loving Southeast Asia, whereas Japan, yeah, I feel like you can find anything. Yeah, but yeah. we don't. We don't like anime and all that. But we found a million other things that we like. Yeah. Whereas someone else love all the anime stuff. And you got like the theme parks and stuff like that in Japan as well, mm. which doesn't have it in Southeast yeah. Asia. Sen's got his maid cafes that he can frequent. <laughs> the oh, love the, hotels. There's another one like similar to a maid cafe where like the women are also like scantily clad, but apparently they're ripped as well. Oh, like really? <laughs> Let's go to that. <laughs> Zadie's done his research. <laughs> Someone at work actually told me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, yeah, friend yeah. told you. All yeah. right, what are we doing? Are we taking, it sounds like, again, Japan is going through here. I think quintessentially, like you said, like, you're right. Southeast Asia is the same holiday. Yeah. It's, you go to a beach club, you sit, have cocktails by the, on the sand, you go swimming, snorkeling, job done. Japan, you got 
more things that you can do. Also, no one said a bad word. Japan, straight through. All right. Next up, next semifinal, we have the US versus the motherland. We didn't say this before, but there is a high chance of getting shot in the US. I think we said about three times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but we still sent it through, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. I don't think India's that safe either, though. You're not going to get shot, but you might get you know, kidnapped and whisked away, potentially. That is true. That is Your true. organs harvested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, that's another thing for Southeast Asia, just quietly. Yeah. One of my friends who was telling the story about their friend who woke up from a full moon party with her organ, like with her kidney missing. What? Hey? Yeah. Have I ever told you this story? No. What the, what the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so no, this isn't funny, right? This is actually pretty uh, fucked up. I mean, up. it's very messed up, but you can only laugh. So <laughs> she went to a full moon party, got like sauce out of her mind, woke up in a bathtub with like stitches on her stomach, went back to Australia and she was missing a kidney when she checked. What? That's the fucked. shit. That's actually fucked. So obviously, you know, Japan, you're probably Jesus not going to do that. Yeah. Christ. No, oh. but in Japan, the Yakuza will probably chop your thumb off or some shit. Are they real? I don't know if they still do exist. Yakuza, absolutely. They still, according to John Wick, they still exist. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry, US versus, versus the, motherland. the motherland. It's got to be the US, surely. It just look, think about from a holiday destination. Yeah. The US has just so much to go. Like, how often are you going to be visiting? I haven't gone to the motherland for like 10 years. That's why I'm going. The motherland, because it's been mm. such a long amount of time. But like, don't you feel more in touch when you go back to the motherland? Like, this is your people? All that self-awakening bullshit, that belongs to Maslow, man. It doesn't oh, belong to me. Not for you. No, man. Mm. No, what about right. your, your extended family, your aunties, uncles, your grandparents? Yeah, Nothing. I'll say hi to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's what you do with your workmates. You say hi to them. <laughs> but they invented Zoom for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> FaceTime, if they really want to I talk to them. I still talk to them. Like, it's not like I'm prohibited not to talk to them. If I'm I made a good point. When's the last time someone went to the US, man? I don't know anyone in my work that's gone to the US. Actually, yeah. No, I can't. I, no, I can't remember anyone who's gone to the, the US. The only person I know that's gone to the US is him. That is true. true. I went to Hawaii last year as well. Yeah. Kind of counts. US counts. I don't know. I, I do know a few people who have gone to the US who are planning. I know a couple of people who are going to the US in August this year. So it's mm. like, it's, it's there. Not as common as, you know, the UK trip or like Japan for sure. Absolutely not. Every second week I'm hearing someone's gone back to... Their hometown. I think US is also more expensive. Like it is more expensive. The the motherland trip, dare I say you might make profit. <laughs> like, <laughs> the grandparents will be giving you money. They'll be flooding you with money. That is true. Yeah. And you get free accommodation because you're staying with family. Yeah, absolutely. Free accommodation. You won't even know Ubers potentially. You might, you know, get driven around. So Budget-wise, I think the motherland could be on. So, But also, like, whenever at work, if someone says they're going back to the motherland, some idiot will always ask, oh, are you going back to get married? Mm. I know because I'm the one who's usually asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone went to India recently and some someone asked, oh, like, will there be elephants at the wedding? <laughs> Straight out of the blue, just that. Oh, sorry. They, they, okay. said, they, were, they, they said they were going for a wedding. Oh, okay. Someone asked, oh, will can you send elephants? photos? Will there be elephants? And I'm right. like, yes, there will be. But like, oh. it's a very forward question to ask. No, that's fine. And you also, right. uh, dare I say, motherland weddings absolutely slap. They go they for do. like a, oh, a week. Yeah. You don't sleep. I mean, I, I, I had like someone at work who, who wasn't able to take days off and his leave, but he was coming back from weddings at mm. the motherland. And boy, he he looked very, very hungover. When Worse for wear. Oh, <laughs> just terrible. But that's a good point. Like a lot of people go to their motherland to find a wife. Like they, they don't mm. get married, yeah. but they're doing like the matchmaking process. Like they're going and meeting girls and that sort of stuff. When was the last time you heard someone come back with a US bride? That's true. Yeah. And then you come back with a family. 
How good? Look, this is this is literally the question: holiday destination versus a bit of bit of vibes, bit of self actualization. That's all it really <laughs> is, to be honest. I I still think as a holiday destination, I'm picking the US. Like I will go back to the I, US. I would probably agree with Kush there. My hand goes off for the motherland. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I still think that the motherland isn't really a holiday. It's more of like duty. Like you're serving, you know, your family. There is definitely like a bit that. of duty in that. Absolutely. But like, there's also a bit of like, you know, you do want to see your family. You absolutely want to see, you want to yeah. revisit the past. Like a hundred percent. There's absolutely a bit of that. But are you going to go there every two, three years? I think, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> if I tell you right, gun to your head right now, Ro, and I said all expenses paid trip to either <laughs> India or to the US, what are you choosing? US. Okay, there you go. That's the end of story there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the okay. segment could have been quite quick, actually. Then. <laughs> so All we're right. saying US goes. US goes. Then she just brought a gun <laughs> and got an Tell me, where are you going? <laughs> All right. And now the final. We have Japan versus the US. Where have I seen this before? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a simple one for me. I think this is also pretty simple as well. Let me go out to bat for the US then for okay. a second. <laughs> Isn't there a stat that only like 10% or 20% of Americans have a passport? Yeah, it's like pretty low. Because like, why would, never leave? I was gonna say you don't actually need to leave the U.S. Like, if you want a beach holiday, you can go to Hawaii, you can go to Miami, Florida, uh, California. If you want to go theme park, same thing. You can go to California, Orlando. Mm. If you want to ski, you can go to Colorado. If you want to go see, you know, nature, you got Yosemite, you've got the Grand Ooh, the other Canyon National parks. Yeah, there's heaps. If you want culture, you can go down to the south. You can go to New York. So you there's don't actually lot. need to leave the U.S. Everything and also. The U.S. is low-key the cultural capital of the world. There's a reason why they call U.S. quite literally the country of the world, country of the globe, man. Because it's got everything. The U.S. Mm. has everything. Yeah, okay. But I'm not an American who's living there for years. I can go every now and again. This is one trip. Yeah. How am I doing but all I'm that? I'm saying like with that one trip, you can choose. What, you can go to the U.S. You can choose, all right, I want a beach holiday. Oh, I want a theme park yeah. holiday. I want to get a bit of culture. Also a bit of nature. You can have a bit of nature exactly. as well. Yeah, but I can't wear a kimono, man. Guns, man. <laughs> I can't wear a kimono I'm, by the temple and take a photo, brother. I, I'll probably say that I, I think Japan should be the winner here, but I, I'm saying that US definitely does have some very good positives. Yeah, look, again, it, it comes down. People in Japan have never said a bad thing. Mm. Like in the US, I have said a bad thing. Mm. I didn't like LA. Did you ever encounter any racism in the US? No, I, I never encountered okay. any racism in the US. But like there were moments where I did, de definitely felt unsafe in the US. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Even in daylight, just walking around. And, really? You know, you see some shifty people walking by and you might think, hey, hey, what's in that pocket of yours? This is just chill a bit. You never know, man. US. Strapped up. Yeah. Can feel unsafe. Also, US is the worst coffee scene, i got to say. It comes from <laughs> Australia. Like, <laughs> it's filthy. We, it's terrible. It's, you, you have to mention yeah. that. I don't yeah. know about the Japan's coffee scene, but. Matcha? I matcha. I reckon it's probably much better. Matcha yeah. better. But, but these are too specific. Like I could say the US has a better jazz scene than Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so like, well, we, we don't know about the Japanese jazz scene, so it's too early to say that. One negative about Japan though is it's very small. It's hard to go in big groups. Yeah. Like there's the restaurants with like literally between six to 12 seats. And if you're in a group of eight, as we are. Yeah, I was about to say, you got the group out, of eight, dude. Yeah, we Holy book out the whole place. Shit. We have to book out, yeah, back to back, like next door to each other restaurants. Also, really? I'll say the... Japan rail, dude. Every day I hear the price goes up. It started with $400. Get a JR pass. It's now $500. Now $800. It's going to be $1,000 probably by next week. But you don't it's hear because of the things. innovation, man. The bullet. Yeah, the, yeah. You, don't hear bad things, you don't hear bad things about the bullet train. No. Man. In fact, they made a movie called Bullet Train, which was set in Japan. <laughs> so there you go. I've heard even the food on the bullet train is banger. <laughs> Better than the like, regular food here in Sydney. <laughs> 
Imagine if someone offered you food here on a Sydney train. I'd be like, fuck off. Bro. Yeah, jog on. Like in the in the country trains, like with uh, when you go to like Armadale and stuff like that, they have like a service where they offer food, but it's oh, okay. just like pies and yeah, you know, four and twenty. Yeah, that sort of stuff. You're not getting, I don't know, like Bento. sashimi. Look, I think this is yeah. pretty simple. This is pretty simple. If you're just judging by what people have said, you know, who have already traveled, and also like what trip your guys are looking most forward to. Japan, right? Also, monetary wise, the US dollar, fuck me, we're, we'd get pummeled by it. I should should have gone when I was, you know, like 12 or 13. <laughs> Could have done really well there when I was a kid. Dude, I still regret not buying like money when I was 13 yeah. when the Australian dollar was a dollar and five or whatever against Beautiful. the US dollar. Would have made. Could have bought know, a lot of good of stuff, man. You think like, oh, I'm such an idiot. When I was 12, I should have just bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> so cheap back then. <laughs> you should have bought like what? $12 worth of the USD when you were yeah. 12. Turns into 15. Why am I yeah. learning about Pythagoras? I should be learning about the economy. All yeah. right. So what are we saying? Is Japan the ultimate corporate destination, holiday destination? I think it is. I think it is. Everyone goes and- Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. We'll see you there in 2024. Wow, we what an episode, boys. Absolute cracker, I must say. I think it's been a while since all of us have been here, so it feels good to have us all back. Hope you guys enjoyed that. You can check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can see us on YouTube, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And please buy some Manscaped stuff so we can buy a new stand. <laughs> <laughs>